So before we talk about Mr. Sharim in specific, or any other Musa Seif in particular, it's important to first explain the point of learning Musa. Where does it fit into Torah, so to speak? And why is it a different style of learning to learning Halakha, to learning Gemara, that would be, or Psukim, whatever it is? What's the Chalik of Torah to to Musa? And you could ask the question by extension, where's the Musa in the Torah? In other words, we find Mitzvahs in the Torah. Where's the Chalik of Torah which applies to Musa? Also, a lot of people want to know, what does Musa mean? Is it just like kind of trying to improve yourself? You know, what's Torah about it? It's, it could be just uh, maybe something for a psychologist, a psychologist or someone to work on themselves. And then after we discuss what Musa is and how it fits into Torah and where, why it's an important part of Torah, then the next question is, what's the right way to learn it? Because it's not like other parts of Torah, which each part of Torah is different, as its own way needs to be learned. This is the same. It needs to be learned the right way. There's Mahalik had to do it. Otherwise, a person can read a Sefer Musa, whether it's in the Sefer Sharim or any other Sefer. A person can read it and understand it, even write notes on it. But it's not going to have the effect that Musa is meant to have because he's not using the right tools that are necessary to learn Musa. Just reading it like they read and try to understand. And just like Halakha has its style of how to learn and Gemara has its style of how to learn, people learn Gemara. So Musa also has a way to learn Musa. Okay. So, let's just go over everything we said because we made a number of different points we want to do today. Number one, to understand what Musa is, where it is in the Torah, what part of Torah it is, why it needs Torah to teach us Musa, and then what we won't talk about today, we'll talk about Spanish in the next year, is what's the right way to learn. Okay. So, let's start with an introduction to the different Chalakim of Torah. An introduction to the different Chalakim of Torah, which was specifically meant to teach us what Musa is, but at the same time we'll learn much more about all the Chalakim of Torah. And we know we've all heard the expression, the term used, that there's a paradise of Torah. Paradise literally means an orchard, where trees, where fruit grow. But the, the term paradise is used to refer to Torah because paradise is also Rashi Tavis. What's Rashi Tavis for? Pshat, Remez, Drush, and Sod. Pshat is so to speak, the simple meaning of what's of the Torah, we'll see it's more than just that. Remez is what's hinted to in the Torah, it's like a remez, a hint. Drush is what the Torah expects, in the word Doresh, like what's his mashim Doresh Mimcha, and Sod. Sod, we know the secrets of the Torah. We call it Kabbalah if you want. What are all of these for Chalakim? And where are they all in the Torah? We, we can see the Torah. So where do we find all these Chalak in the Torah? So, I want to explain a very important principle here. Which, like I said, will introduce us to Muslim, but at the same time, will introduce us to understanding a little bit, maybe, 
are the multifaceted, which means the many sides to the depths of Torah. And that is, Torah comes to do four different jobs. It fulfills four roles. The first one, the first role the Torah fulfills, is that says the Gemara says that Hashem used the Torah to create the world. The Zohar says as well, "Istakel by Hashem looked at the Torah, and from that He created the world." Which means that it's not that the Torah was written in order to explain to us how things work in the world, or based on what there is in the world. The Torah gave us a lot. It's the other way around. The Torah determines, defines, the Torah predicts what's going to be in the world. And based on what the Torah, so to speak, sets at, that's the way Hashem creates the world. Now, what chalik of Torah is that? What chalik of Torah is that? The part of Torah which relates to this world, and the part of Torah which, through which everything in this world is created is Pshat. Pshat. The word doesn't just mean poshat, which means simple. The word pshat comes from poshat, like to stretch out. The person's poshat is yoda, he stretches out his hand. So when Hashem was poshat is yoda, so to speak, to make this world, it was that chalik of the Torah. And therefore, the Ramchal writes in a different sefer, in Dastrinus, the Ramchal writes that if the Torah said that the kosher animals which you can eat, and non-kosher animals which you cannot eat, and then the world is created with kosher animals, not kosher animals. And if the Torah says that a person needs to work during the week and rest on Shabbos, the world is created in a way where people can do milachas and work. And they can choose to, yes, work during the week and not work on Shabbos. And therefore the framework of this world, how this world works, how it was created, was through the element of Torah which was, so to speak, relates to how this world's going to be. Now, learning Pshat doesn't just means doesn't just mean reading Bereshis Parakim and translating in the beginning Hashem created. That's just the word. The world of, of that of Pshat is the world of how the Torah applies to this world. And therefore try not to call the world of Halakha. Because the whole enormous, vast sea of Halakha is all the good to how the Torah relates to the world. Whether it's halachas of what you do every day, or the halachas of Shabbos, or the halachas of doing business, and chesh mishpat, which means money, and the halachas of getting married, or the halachas of keeping kashras, or the halachas of whatever level of what clothing you wear, whatever level of halacha we're talking about, it's all the good to how a person is meant to live in this world. And therefore the whole, like I said, enormous amount of Torah, which is called halacha, starting from the Midrashim, and the Mishnais, and the Gemara, and the Shulchan Aruch, and all the other svarim written in Halakha, is all the Torah of Pshat. How does the Torah apply to this world? And when new questions come up in this world, and the question is, what does the Torah want us to do in this situation? Is it Mutter? Is it Asr? Can we? Can't we? Should we? Shouldn't we? That's all Torah is of Pshat. In Torah, as just like Hashem created this world with the Torah, so then the, how, what you mean to do with this world is also written in the Torah. That's one way of learning. That's one way of learning. There's a second element to Torah too. Not just was Torah there to create the world and tell us how to use the world. There's a second part of Torah also. And that is 
everything which is going to happen in the world is also written in the Torah. It's written by the Rambam and the Ramban and the Vulgar and each one writes in their own words. Every single event which happens in history or is going to happen is hinted to in the Torah. It's written there. Sometimes we can see the hints, sometimes we can't see the hints. But it's there. I mean, the Ramban says even more than that. The Ramban says the whole Torah is hinted to, again in Pasha Sazina. And it doesn't just, not just mean major events which are going to affect the whole Torah. It's not only talking about uh, the Khurban and the Besamikdash and whatever it's going to be of major events. It talks about every individual person's life as well. Every person is hinted to in the Torah. What's going to happen to that person is hinted to in the Torah. And therefore, again, quoting Chazal, There isn't a single thing which isn't hinted to in the Torah, except we don't always, we can't read that in the normal way we read the words of the Torah. It's either Rashi Tavis, or it's Sashi Tavis, or it's letters which we put together differently, or grammatics, whatever way it's going to be. But the Remiz is in the Torah. There's two famous stories which everybody knows. When they asked the Vilnagon, when he said this, where's he hinted to the Torah? So he quoted the Pasuk at the end of his Kitaitza, which says, Evin Shlema. And he says, Evin Shlema is a remez for Eliyahu Ben Shlema. Aleph Ben Shlema. Which just means reading the words differently, which was his name. And it's not for nothing that the remez was in the words Shlema. Because uh, there was a certain level of Shlem in the Grand Star. And the famous story of, of the Talmud of the Ramban called Avner, who didn't believe what the Ramban said, that he said everything is hinted to in the Torah. And that caused him to stop learning, which eventually caused him to go out to Derech completely and convert to Christianity, to Nasrat. And the story goes that when Yom Kippur, he achieved a position of importance, one Kippur, he, set, he called the Ramban to his palace. And when the Ramban came, he ate in Kippur in front of the Ramban. And the Ramban said, what happened to you? That you become to know that you have courage for eating in Kippur. And the Talmud Avner says to him, because I couldn't accept what you said, that every person's life is hindered in the Torah, and specifically in Barashat Hazina. And the Ramban says, okay, challenge me. What do you want me to know? What do you want me to show you? And Thomas is Iraq, where am I hinted to? In And Hashem gave the, the Ramban the idea. And he told him, you, you hinted to in the words. The Pasuk says, Almighty Af'ahim, I said, Afahim, according to Rashi, where are they? Ashpisa me I'm going to destroy their memory from people. I'll disappear. He said, if you take the third letter of the words, Af'ahim, Ashpisa, May Enoish Zichon. Afaim is Aleph. Ashbisa is base. May Enoish is Nun. Zichrom is Resh. Rashi Tavis is the word Avne. Is that what he hinted to? You're going to disappear. Exactly what happened to him. A short time after that, he went on a sea journey somewhere and the ship disappeared. He never heard of it again. So there's a second Chalak of Torah. If we knew how to read this Chalak of Torah, so then we'll be able to tell what's going to happen in the future also. Because we'll be able to see the remnants there too. Except, we haven't yet been taught all the all the, the principles of how to do it. To find something which has happened, 
Okay, so this was our shows. So when, when a person is looking for something which has already happened, you can find your enemies. But to be able to read, to see the future, like it, we don't know how to do. But it's all there. And the Chidah writes one of his Svarim, that in the future, so Hashem will show everyone how everything which happened was already written in the Torah. That could mean the letter means of Arisa. Nothing is not printed in the Torah. So the Torah has this level of understanding also. Understanding everything which is going to happen in the world. That's the level of Torah we call Remes. Remes because you have to find the hints to something. And for someone who does have to find the hints, or is shown how to find hints, then you can see. You can see how everything in terms of the world is there. It's predicted by Rosh. It's, it's all running the feed of script which is already given at the beginning. It's like a play which is acting out based on the script which it has to follow. So how much we understand of the Remes of Torah, how much we see of the Remes of Torah, maybe very little right now, but it's, as we will one day understand more, we want to see more of the Torah is hinting to. So Remes doesn't just mean a gematria. Remes is a, principle, a system of understanding Torah to see whatever happens in the world is what happens in the Torah. Good. That's the second chalik. The Torah is the third job also. I'm going to jump for a second. I want to talk about Sod. The Torah is the third job also, and that is to explain how, not just how things work here in this world, which is the Pshat we spoke about, but the Torah also tells us how things work in Shemayim. How the best in Shemayim works, how the Malachim work, a person's neshama, where the levels of reward, the levels of punishment, how the balance of, of Tov and Rai in the world works. It's also part of it. It's also created. And it's also created through Torah. And it's also a chalak of Torah. Which Torah? The same Torah we have. It's not a different Chumash somewhere which is hidden away. It's the same Torah exactly that we have. So where do you see this? This is the Zayr. Zayr is a Krishna Torah. From Barashas until the end of Azim. And he goes through the Pesach and he explains it. But as opposed to Rashi, who's explaining Pshat, the Zayr is explaining the level of Sot. Which means the words in the Torah still make sense, but they mean something else. So if you have a story of Yaakov and his two as Rachel and Aesop, I Rachel and Naya, I'm sorry. Yaakov is two as Rachel and Naya. We're not talking about people. We're talking about certain concepts. And sometimes there's a connection between the concept called Yaakov and Rachel. And sometimes a connection between the concept of Yaakov and Naya. And if you see the Torah in that sense, the Torah means something else altogether. Altogether. It's talking about spiritual things, it's telling you how the spiritual world works. You just have to have the key. You have to understand what the words in the Torah mean, and you can read it, so to speak, with understanding a spiritual world. Similarly, with the mitzvahs of the Torah. So in the world of Pshat, they talk to Salacha. Right? Do you do this, don't do this, you can do, you can't do. In the world of Said, they're telling us concepts. What happens work in Shemayim. Just an example. There's a pasuk of Pasa B'chalav. The world of Pshat is Halacha. Milk and meat are two separate things. You can't eat them together. You can't mix them together. Why not? Are there reasons? Is it a chayk? It's okay. It's a lot we can talk about. There's a whole chayk of Shulchan Aruch, which is like yeah, to what's called fleshik and what's called milchik and what's called mixing them. And what happens if you do mix them? And what about the taste? And what about the knife? And what about the pot? And it's a very big part of practical Aruch. 
that's the pshat of that person. But if you look now to see the side of that person, so we have it means something else altogether. Khalav means rachamim. Basar means din. Why it's like that's an explanation inside that. And what the Pasuk is saying is that Hashem either runs the world with Rachim or with Din. But it doesn't mix them together. So you can't have two different middles and Hashem runs the world. Okay? This is a different way of understanding. And it's not just one Pasuk, it's a whole Torah. And this is what's called Torah Sakabar. Torah Sakabar is understanding this world, it's understanding the world of Shemai. And as much as a person can, the various levels of Shemai. And it's a completely different Torah. Each of these terrors needs its own way to learn. Just like a person learns Pshat and learns Halakha one way. It's not the way to learn Kabbalah. It it's not the way to do it. It's not the right Mahalakha. And just like a person doing that, it won't be the way to find the remedies in the terror of what's being alluded to in the future. Each has its own Mahalakha to learn. But since the terror encompasses everything, so we made that, uh, that, that stage, that level, that uh, universe, so to speak, of Ruchnius, is written in the Torah as well. And that brings us eventually to the, the other stage, the last stage I want to talk about, and that is Drush. That's what's the Gatos. And it's a mis- very misunderstood stage, because people think Drush means to give Drushes. I'll give up and give a Drush about something, it's Drush. That's not what the word means. That's not the context that's used in the Torah. The context that the word Doresh in the Torah means is he looking for something? Like I brought the passage before. Ma'ashim Darish Mincha. Yes, no, what's Hashem giving you Darish to that? That's what Hashem want from you. What's the Darish from you? Similarly, when the passage says about Moshe Rabbeinu, he went to see what happened to the carbon. Darash, Darash Moshe, he went to look for it. He went to check what happened to it. To look for something is to be Darish. The Pazak says in also Dirshu Hashem Vuzai, it means look for it. Or it says in the Fashab Savaila, Ad Drashikha Isai. Until he goes to look you told your brother goes to look for that thing that he lost. Right? Darish means to look for. To expect to find. It's not to be like like the words become part of the day, so it means to speak for that. To give Drush is about that's all it means. So what's the khalik of Drush? This is this is the, the last of the four that we're going to talk about, and then it's the last thing that the Torah does. Besides for being the prototype, the plan, the concept of Olam and the prototype and the plan and the concept of Olam and the, the script that the whole history follows, there's another chelik in Torah also, and that is the Torah provides the tools for a person to grow. The Torah provides the tools how a person is meant to go. Because Hashem doesn't create a person perfect. A person is meant to perfect himself and reach the shlamis he can reach. And the Torah provides the framework how to do that. And now this is a new way of learning Torah. And that is where do I see in Torah the steps, so to speak, for me to learn in order to go? Where do I see in Torah the Mahalakh, the framework, 
their business to use in order to understand how it's meant to develop. Then Chalik and Torah is called Rosh. It's Ma'ashim Darish Mucha. It's to see what Hashem expects from you and it changes. Because depending on what a person is, Hashem expects him to go forward. But where he is will change, or she is, will be different to each person. And therefore Hashem expects from them is different as well. So the Chalik and Torah understanding what Hashem expects. And what's the way to, be, to, to get better? And what's the way to perfect yourself? And what's the way to do what Hashem wants? And with the Torah, what you call Torah Sa'adam. They say for Torah Sa'adam. That's the cipher of people. That's how the Torah speaks to people and, and teaches people how to grow. Is a different kind of Torah completely. That's the Torah of Rosh. Now, after all of that, let's just finish the last point. Very beautiful point. We know a person has four senses, four chushim. The sense of touch doesn't count. It's not in the, it's a, the Ram says it's a chush of the body. But in the head, they're four chushim. Four senses, the sense of smell, the sense of touch, of taste, the sense of hearing, and the sense of sight. If we look by Har Sinai, all four of them were used. Firstly, they could see the, the words coming out of Hashem's mouth, they could see the fire, they could see the smoke, which is Ola Devashamai. They could hear for sure. They heard the Kodesh Shafar, they heard the Kodesh Abrakim, they heard the Dvar Hashem. What so Chazal say, Every dib the whole world is full of, so to speak, nice smell, the fragrance of roses. So it was a chush of reach also. What about taste? What about taste? So we'll talk about that. Shemati. That these four senses relate to the four different ways of learning Torah. The four Chushim each connect to a different way of learning Torah. The Chush, the sense of seeing, is connected to Pshat. Just like a person can see the world around them. And the way to learn Halacha is to look, learn, use your eyes, read what it says, see what's going on, explain them, understand what's happening, and apply the one to the other one. The chush, of, the chush of seeing is the, for the, the Torah, the world of Pshat. The world of seeing how the Torah relates to Adam Adam. The chush of smell, of Reich, is going to get the Remus. Why? Because when you smell something, so it tells you that there's something here which is causing the smell. If I smell the rose, it doesn't mean I can see it, but I know there has to be a rose somewhere. I smell food cooking. It doesn't mean I can see it, but I can see it has to be here. It tells me that somewhere here there's a, there's, so to speak, there's a source for the fragrance and the smelling. And reich is the same thing. We know everything that happens, we're smelling. This is written in the Torah. We might not know where, we might not see, or understand everything, how it's all written in the Torah, obviously, it hasn't shown that to us. But everything that happens, we can see, we can sense, so to speak, to some extent. And this is in the Torah as well. It's like a remus. 
וחוש אהב. טייסט. זה כנגד סייד. וואי. So you can, you can, how do you transmit it then? How do you transfer it to somebody else? You can megale roshe prokin. You can megale roshe prokin. To a chochum will be maven midaita. I can't teach him. I can try and explain enough that he'll understand by himself. What does that mean? How's a person meant to understand by himself if he never learned? Have you ever thought why is it called sight? What's the secret about it? For the people who know it, it's not a secret. If someone doesn't know, then even the story of Avraham Avinu is a secret, because you never knew that. Right? What is, what, what's the secret about uh, Kabbalah? It's like everybody Torah. If a person knows it, he knows it. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. So this is his answer. The secret is because you never tell it to anybody. It's intrinsically a secret. Why does it have to be like that? So the answer is to understand the Rukhni world. It's not like a Gashmi world. I can point to the thing and say, you see that? That's what I'm talking about. You look at it and you see I'm pointing to it. I'm talking about a certain kind of bird. Which bird? I'll show you a picture. That's the bird I mean. Okay. Let's see. Or I'll talk about a certain uh, idea. So we, have, we, all, we all understand what I'm talking about because we all see the same thing. We all understand it the same way. We're talking about a Rukhni world. So we can't show it like without thinking, look, that's what it is. And what? A person has to understand in his mind what the concept means. And then he understands what, what is, what's being spoken about. But, how's he going to understand what the concept means? It's not that I can show him. There has to be somebody who, with Sad Atzmo, has a connection to Ruchnius. And therefore, when he hears what's meant to be done, so now he, he, on his own, he can kind of understand what, what's meant to be. In other words, I can't explain it in the words which I'll explain it to you. I can explain an idea. If the person hears the idea and is able to, then he can translate that into his own understanding. It's a complicated concept to explain this itself. Okay, so it's a leading category of side. Then think about it and you'll understand yourself. It's something which you can't tell someone clearly. But what best you can do is explain that enough to them that they'll then understand on their own. And that's what's a side, it's a secret. It's something which can never be said. The best which can be done is give someone enough information that they'll understand on their own. Now, why is it connected to the taste? Why is it connected to the of taste? Because every other sense, the source of it's outside of you. So we can all be doing it together. We can all be listening to the same music, we can all be looking at the same view, we can all be smelling the same smell. But taste has to be inside your mouth. Taste by nature is something which is inside, only you experience. Even if 10 people are eating the same food at once, each one's tasting the food in their mouth. It's not like we're all watching the same vision, the, the same view, watching the same tree, the same mountain. We're hearing the same music being played. Taste is by nature individual. And that's the chalik of Torah, which by nature is the person, with the person's own level, 
his own conviction to Ruchnius will explain to him what's going on. He'll taste it. Another part, where was this in the house? You know? Another part is in the Shashirim. Yeshakenim in the Shikis view. Kilo Hashem puts a kiss in someone's mouth. The Shikis view, what does it mean? It's something individual that only that person can taste, only that person can feel. And that's the side of Torah. The ability to understand the Ruchni world depends on the person's connection to Ruchnis. And therefore, the way to understand that part of Torah is how, how Ruchni a person is. That's the more they can relate to that Matthias. So it's that side. And bring us to the last one. What's Drush? Obviously, if Shat is seeing, and Remus is a smell, and uh, sorry, this taste, so Drush is hearing. Right? What's the connection between hearing, Shmir, and Drush? And the difference is, the big difference is like this. To see, you can see in your own. Open your eyes and look. You can see on your own. You can work in your own, you can understand on your own. You can't hear on your own. Unless something else is making a noise, making a sound, speaking, then there's nothing to hear. Hearing by nature, by definition, is being recovered from something else which is here, which is making the sound that you're hearing. Even if you're talking to yourself, but then you're using two functions in yourself. I'm talking and I'm listening. But, but you can't listen if no one's talking. You don't have to listen to and this is the, the biggest side when it comes to the drush. When it comes to the level of what is the person, what is the person meant to grow? How is he meant to develop? The mechush to understand it is to listen. The mechush to understand it is to listen. Because it's something which someone has to teach you. A person can't teach themselves how to grow. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because they don't know where they're meant to go to. Mr. Sharm says it's right at the beginning of the heroes. We'll see. There's a person who's lost. He can't give himself directions because he doesn't know where he's trying to get to. There's only somebody who's... The, those of you have seen already. The person who's... And he's already... And can direct other people. This is where you need to go. The Mahalach of Drush, of perfecting yourself, is, is the Mahalach of Shmir. Listen. Be makabu. Learn from being taught. Who's the teacher going to be? So of course it's going to have to start off being another person who can transmit what he heard from from his teacher, who can transmit what he heard from his teacher. There's no how to grow. Eventually, a person can hear this from the Torah himself. He looks to the Torah to teach him. That's already obviously a much higher level. But the mahalach of how to grow has to be a mahalach of shmir. It's the only way it works. And that's the difference between what the Chachma, that the Torah gives a person how to grow. Let the Torah teach you. As opposed to the person who thinks, I'll work it out myself, I'll make up my Mahalach, I'll practice until something which works. That's not the Torah Mahalach. That's not Drush. That's not understanding what the Torah expects from a person. That's why. The Mesech in Shas, the only Mesech in Shas, which talks about Rosh, Rosh, so to speak, which talks about Muslim, what Hashem expects from a person is obvious. A little bit here, a little bit there. But the main place, where you have the lessons of the Tanoim, of what it, what's, it, what's expected from a person to grow, is obvious. And that's how obvious starts. Moshe Kibbal Tarim Rishina, who's already a sure, 
Ещё за кенди мы скажем, живим, живим на Шанжкен Сакдайла. Это что вин набрин на брата с ним. Дарим это трансмишн тайш вам пэ. Сэз братан дара. Дафка овс. Because always you have to make up with, with you have to make up from dar It's not a new thing which people make up along the way. It has to be Bishmi. And therefore it's coming to learning how a person is meant to grow. It has to be based on someone who taught me how to grow. And how did he know? Based on what someone taught him. That's what's the khush. The, the, the part of the person which is used in that is being able to be Shemir. Be able to listen and and to learn from what's the right way to do it. And Sakharik and Tara too. Because then in everything in Tara there's also the dimension of what is teaching the person. Where is this Khalik of Tara? Specifically all the stories of the Tara. The Tara tells a lot spends a lot of time telling the stories. Where the stories of the Ovis, or the stories of Mitraim, or the stories of Bilam or Lavan or Kaira. Why is it part of terror? So for sure that Allah is going to learn out of it. And for sure on the level of side, love is into person and there's a level and like I said before, everything is referring to spiritual things. It's also true. But on the level of Jewish, it's also terror. On the level of Jewish, the terror is showing you how to grow. Follow the path of Abraham Avinu. It's showing you step by step how to grow. You can learn from Abraham Avinu. And it shows you the path of how to fail. And therefore, it tells you the stories of Rishon. And what happens when a person has jealousy, or what happens when a person has anger, or what happens when a person is greedy, or any other bad matter. And then the, the story of the Torah is the role model. The case in point, somebody, that, 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 what happens with that matter? The stories of Tadikim, the stories of Rishon. That's a chalik of Torah which teaches us how to grow. So that's how, what have you seen? A different halakim in Torah. The Torah creates the world. The Torah talks about the item of Ruchnius. The Torah is the script for the future. And the Torah is the guideline for human growth. For a person to become great. But the, the important point here is that each halak of Torah is different. And each one has the way how to learn it. And if for Pshat in Torah, read it. Chazer, remember it. It'll work. For Sayyid, it won't work. Sayyid, it needs to be tasted. It's also called Tamei Torah. Taste of Torah. The person has to connect, connect to the understanding, to the depth of it. And Drish has to be heard. Drish has to be heard. The way how it puts him to grow is how he's taught how to grow. Musa is just one part of Drish. The other parts of Drish too. Musa is just one part of Drish. But now we understand the part of Drish is for the, what the bigger kind of the concept, the category that it's a part of is. And that is, it's a part of the bigger picture of how to connect to what the Torah expects a person to become. How to become more the person the Torah wants the person to be. Whether it means working on good midrash, whether it means taking away bad midrash, whether it means getting to a higher darga, whether it means connecting to Hashem, whether it means how a person acts, what a person thinks, or how a person feels, that's all part of the person that Hashem wants to, uh, wants to create. The other Mashali, the perfect human being. And, then, and the Torah provides a framework for that too, like everything else. That's the Jewish of Torah. That's the expectation. Hashem is Dorish. 
that's the introduction to where Musa comes in the day. Where the concept of Drush comes in the day. That's Hashem. We need to explain next. The next year is to explain so if that's the case, what's the way to learn Musa, so to speak. How exactly does that fit into what a person is meant to do? And then after those are comments, we can start by the Shemdani. Let me see if